0: You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Hello, Real Life family. How are you guys doing today? Do you guys like that video we just shot in North Idaho just a couple weeks, a week ago? I don't think that was a video in North Idaho, but it felt like it yesterday. Wow. Uh, anyway, I'm glad to be here. My name is Josh Gray. I'm the executive coach here at Real Life. Honored to share the stage for a couple weeks. Why? We have some of our teachers getting even more educated in Turkey uh, the following couple weeks. So if you could be praying for that trip and all the folks that are going on that trip, uh, they come back with years of amazing sermon stuff to share uh, with people. And so we're super excited about that. Uh, I think we have Marty here next week and then me the week after, uh, and then we'll get those guys back and see what they learned. Uh, But we're super excited. So um, as we're diving into uh, taking your mountain, one of the mountains I want to take today is I want to take the mountain of the volunteers that we need for children's ministry, and I want to finish that mountain off. Okay, so I, I, my goal for today was 10 people to attack Rachel, 10 of them, to help out with our children's ministry. And here's the thing. If you can only help out for four weekends this summer because you've got your whole life scheduled and this is the four weeks that you're available, awesome. If you've got six weeks available, that's great. And like she said, no prep. you got to show up, love kids, and think about it. Come on, 20%? Of the people that that are done with church, that stick with the church, they say because they had some sort of investment. So I need seven people. First service came up with three, but there's more people here, so I need seven more people to connect with Rachel and say, hey, here's my dates. I'm available for this summer. I want to hit this thing out of the park, okay? So God's pulling you there. Go. Last week, uh, we talked about the first mountain. We talked about family. And I was in the sermon prep process for that. And I was like, okay, yeah, good direction. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And correction. uh Uh-huh. And protection. Yeah, that all makes sense. That's family. It's going to be great. And then Marty came up here and he preached and my mind went, so much so that I was in the sermon prep. I was here at the service on Thursday night. And then I've also watched it a couple times this week. And I think I got like 10% of it figured out but I'm sure you guys got it all taken away the first time. So if you didn't see that sermon, you need to go online. It might be one of our most impactful sermons we've ever uh, preached here at this church. So uh, super excited about that. Uh, today, the, the, the mountain that we're talking about is church. And so what I want you guys to do right now as you think about church is uh, close your eyes. Just with me. Don't fall asleep, though. Close your eyes. Okay. No. Uh, close your eyes and think, and I want to say the word. And you tell me what comes to your mind. Well, don't tell me. Just tell yourself. Church. 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 If we're going to talk about this mountain of church and what does it look like in our culture as we talk about these seven mountains Church is a pretty important one to figure out. And maybe we should start with the definition. What is the church? Do you know that you're sitting in the former Sears warehouse space where there was appliances and all kinds of stuff probably stacked back here um, before this place was converted? I don't even know. It wasn't even Sears when I moved here. It was empty. But that you're in that area. So this, this building itself is really nice. I don't know about you guys, but how many people, when I said the word church, a actual building popped up in your mind? Just me? No. Oh, a lot of us. White, maybe, cinder block, really tall roof that you wouldn't want a roof, uh, with a cross at the top of it, that's church. We can point to a church. There it is, go to church. That's not church. Uh, coming into this building doesn't make you a Christian any more than going into your garage makes you a car. Church is not a building. Church is, is really the premise of this. Is First of all, the premise is the church is God's idea. It's his idea. And God gave us the church because he knew that we needed it. We needed it. Have you had a lot of folks? Yeah, as soon as I stopped going to church, as soon as I stopped confessing, as soon as I stopped being around people that held me accountable, as soon as I stopped doing that, my life went great. It was awesome. As soon as I got away from this God thing, my life went, was great. No, we need the church. That means the church, if we're saying that the church is you, we need each other to be the church. So some things have happened uh, when you think about the church over time and history, and we have some very dynamic graphs I want to show you. The first one. Pretty awesome, huh? (laughs) There we are. There's God. And our text here, our first piece of text, let's read it real quick here. Well, yeah, I'll mess them up. Let me mess up the, the guys in the back. First of all, then, I urge that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. For all people. That we would pray. We would have intercession, We would have thanksgiving for all of God's people. For kings and for all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life. Godly and dignified in every way, this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires that all people to be saved, all of us to be saved, right, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, and that man is Christ Jesus. One mediator. Highlight that, underline it, star it, point of the sermon, one meteor. Mediator. Did I say meteor? That'd be awesome if Jesus was a meteor. Whish! No. Uh, kind of how he came in. Whish! Boom! The world exploded into amazing Christianity. Uh, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this, I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. And I'm telling you the truth, I ain't lying. So what he says. That's how Paul said it, right? I ain't lying. Uh, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. One meteor, but now back to the graph. Let's put Jesus up there. Yeah. So what has happened over time in, in, this, in the church world anyway is, next one. The church has tried to get in the, jump in there and say, no, the way to God is through church. And they hold this, sometimes churches have held this control where for you to access God to receive communion, for you to access God to receive forgiveness, for you to access all of these things, the church has actually had become at some times, and some churches are, an actual stumbling block between God and man. And do you think God designed you to have a stumbling block in front of you to access him? Anybody been hurt by a church here? Well, all of us. So good. Well, hopefully not this one. Please forgive us, right? Right? The church hurt me. Well, did the building jump out and smack you in the head? Or was it God's messy people, right? So when the church, the church is not supposed to be not like, like, hey, there's God. Oh, what was that? That just tripped me. Oh, it's the church. That's not what we want to be. That's not who we are. Next one. The church is beneath God's people. You are lifting up other, other people. I could put a lot of people holding hands right there. Yay, we're having fun. We're a church. We're doing life together. It's not a building. Because we need Jesus and we're all reaching up to him. So when we define the church, the church is not the chairs that you're sitting on. It's not the concrete. This isn't the church. This is an empty building right here for a lot of the week. The church is you. If we were doing this together in the rain yesterday uh, on my roof, that would be the church and dangerous. Where we are together is the church. And so here's the church's role. Here's what we feel the church's role is uh, within, within the body here. The church's job is to empower and release people not to control them. Amen? Amen. We want to empower and release people. Release them to do what? Release them to be so shiny and amazing that people are like, is that what God's like? Somebody who's been loved and cared for and has a place to go with their garbage and kind of work it out with other people, and you can help me sort out my garbage, and I can help you sort out your garbage, and we start working together and functioning together? Why do you think we'd have the programs and the things that we've put out together? Well, why do care groups, what are we doing with care groups? We're equipping. What are we doing on the stage here? Well, hopefully we're equipping, we're not just entertaining. We have great teaching. And not just for you to be smarter and so you to know something, but for you to act on it. For it to be an active sword into the community, shining a great light upon God. Romans 12, 1 through 8. Let's dive into it. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by mercies of God, to present your bodies, tov mayod, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How are you being transformed by the renewing of your mind at church with church. Does your spouse help transform you? Do your brothers and sisters and your kids help transform you? Do you help transform them by the renewing of your mind because God told you something amazing in his text because you have a habit of diving into God's word? That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. How many people would like to know what the will of God is for you and your life and your future and what's going to matter forever? What is good and acceptable and perfect? For by the grace given to me, as I say to everyone among you, uh, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. God uses us together as the church to help us think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not have all the same functions. So we, though many, I always want to sing a song that I used to learn. So we, though many, no, any Catholics? No, okay. Uh, Are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So we're one body in Christ and individually members of one another. It's almost like we got to work together, like the elbows got to work to hammer the nail, Right? Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving. The one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity. One of my favorite types of people as the executive money guy. Um, the one who leads with zeal. Love that. The one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. We are, we are working together. We're here to empower, and equip, and push you out. If I were a coach, and I'll use some bad coaching analogies, like I've done with Rod, our new caregivers pastor, who coached for 42 years, Sunday is the pregame. I'd be like, all right, guys. All coaches pull their pants up. All right, guys. Here's what we're going to do this week. Listen. Listen good. We're going to go show compassion. We're going to love. We're going to be generous what I want you to do is I want you to help somebody out with the roof. No, no, already done. no I want you to do this. I want, all right, all right, I'm going to do this. All right, are we in? Are we going to do it, guys? We're going to go out, right? We're going to change the world for Jesus one person at a time. Yeah. By what? By what we say, partially. How we act, yeah. But why, could, why do we have the power to do that? Because God calls us his church. He is showing himself off through you because you're Tov Mayod. So here's a Tov Mayod. Even Josh Gray is Tov Mayod. Okay, great. Rod, Bo- boom. Rod, you're Tov Mayod. Okay, Adam, you're Tov Mayod. And he gets all these Tov Mayods together and he's like, Tov Mayod. Look at my people functioning how they're supposed to together, picking up where each other's weak and, 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 and encouraging where people are strong. Number two, the church should be a launching pad, not a retirement home. <laughs> right? Launching pad, not a retirement home. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16 says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body, until we attain... Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children. Tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, by deceitful schemes, by churches trying to get in your way and telling you and controlling you on what you are and who you are and how you can access God. You don't need that. You don't need me to access God. You have free access to God. Amen? I have free access to God. We need each other to have a complete body so that people will look at it and be like, whoa, those people even like each other. They work together well. Rather, speaking the truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped with when each part is working properly. So what's your part? I don't know. I'm trying to discern God's will. Good news, you're in the right spot. Do you know if you're a musician and you're hiding your talent and you're not using it here, you're hurting the body? Do you know if you're a teacher and you're a great teacher and you're not using that gift here, you're hurting the body? Do you know if you clean toilets really well and you're not cleaning the toilets, you, you hurt the body? We all have a part And nobody's part is more special than somebody else's. By God's grace, I'm up here, and you guys can all fire me. Nobody's part's more important than somebody else's because the body doesn't work without all of its parts. So my question to you is, are you using your part? Are you using the gift? When God said, Tov mayot, are you like, yeah, but... But we need all of it to be the church. Did I even finish reading the rest of that? I don't even know what happened. (laughs) Joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow up so that it builds itself up in love. We're going to build ourselves up in love. Number three, the church should be a hospital, not a museum. This is not where the perfect pieces of art go. It's okay. Well, you guys are such hypocrites. You guys really do things that you don't say that you're supposed to do when you do these things. And I saw this guy over here, and I saw this guy. Yep, we are hypocrites. We are actors. Do you always act the way that you want to act? Hypocritas. Actor. I do not always act the way that I want to act. I was golfing with Rod and Brenda, uh, and I was out there, and I had a horrible shot, and guess what I did? I didn't really act the way I was supposed to act. I don't think you're supposed to grab your club and tomahawk it like this and walk around in circles and cry because you just put one into the, somebody's house or something. We are actors. This is, this is a place that, that people come broken. Rod, come up here and act like you're limping. You probably don't have to act. Hold your knee, hold your back. So we see broken rod coming up here as a church, right? What do we do as a church if you see somebody broken? Hey, how you doing, bud? Sorry. His knee, it'd be nice if it was all this physical, wouldn't it? But you know right now, today, that there's people in here that are broken. And they're broken in a place you can't even see. Maybe his knee was his marriage. Maybe his heart was his kid's. Maybe it was eye, his eye was his mind. But do we fix and see as a church, do we understand that we're a hospital, we're not where all the perfect people go? Thanks, Rod. We're not where all the perfect people go. This is a hospital. And guess who the doctors are? Well, the guy on the stage, the guy with the lanyard, the guy. Incorrect. There are people that will come and talk to you that you will trust and you will listen to today that God has appointed for it today for you to hear a special word from them that has nothing to do with, with a guy with a lanyard or a guy who has a microphone. You've had a lot of church before we even started singing because you are the church. You are the doctors. You are the physicians. Galatians six one. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual, spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness. I want you to think about: take your your heart, take your body, take your mind, take the things in your life that have broken down, that were broken by somebody else. And I want you to think about the word restore. Anybody ever restore a car? You have something that once was awesome and that was great and looked cool and was amazing. And over time and over words and over actions, pieces of it got beaten up and broken. And you let your kid drive it. And all this other stuff happened. And the car got beat up and all those things. And now it needs restoration. So it's easy to see a physical restoration, right? You see this Mustang that went from nothing to awesome. What about a spiritual restoration? What if you could see somebody's heart and you would look at their heart and you're like, man? And you start, and God uses you to start putting the pieces of their heart back together. What a beautiful restoration. A restored Christian, a restored church, a restored community. Is our community broken anywhere? What if we were the restorers of our community? And you're restoring God's Tov Mayod. You're restoring his most precious creation because you're available, because you see people, because you hear people. Who needs restored? Just me? Oh, some of us need restored. Who needs a restorer? I do. Galatians 5.13. I skipped that one. For you all, you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh it 's not for you don 't use it just for you, but through love, serve one another for the whole law and is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Talk about burdens. I think in the previous verse its talked about sharing one another 's burdens. I had this burden this weekend. Of it kind of rained yesterday. Did anybody notice that a little bit? Do you know that 24 hours before that, my roof was stripped? <gasps> Do you know that I had five amazing people six? Well, my wife and my kid, I count them too, but my lovely wife and my son worked his tail off. And I had other guys come to my house, it was planned, and we roofed like crazy from seven in the morning and we finished my roof, but they were carrying one of my burdens. They gave up an entire day from their family on Friday and cut and bled and sweated and all of those things. Do you understand what a community looks like? We carry each other's burdens. We do life together. And we don't just do roofs. We do fun stuff. We go boating. We start interacting. We do all kinds of things because guess what that is? That's attractive to other people. This is church just oh serve work, serve, work, serve, church, give, take my money, work, serve, work, serve. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to have fun. I want to do life. I want to have some special memories and amazing things with folks. Don't you? You want to build build lives together? Number four. The church is supposed to be a picture of what heaven will look like one day. So there's a bunch of adjectives here or different, uh, different things here. Uh, when you get to heaven, what will your relationships look like? Aaron says this in his Life of Christ class. What will your relationships look like when you get to heaven? What are some of the characteristics? And people start spouting off well, you can add, subtract, cross out, edit this list. But let's go through these. Is heaven going to, uh, are you going to have relationships that have respect? You're going to have relationships that are vulnerable. Trust, honesty, empathy, kindness, commitment, acceptance, thoughtfulness, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, compromise, appreciation, validation, true, transparent, dependable, uh, equality, hopeful, supportive, healthy, communication, empowering, graceful, compassionate. What if the church, all of us, took that stuff out there, even to people that don't deserve it, even to people that don't believe the same way you do politically, even to people that have hurt you in the past, not that you die, back, you go go safely, but what if we took all of that out there? Are we going to accomplish the mission of reaching the world for Jesus one person at a time in Moscow and on the Palouse? Is that attractive? Is that something you need? Are any of those words that you would love to have in your relationships? The kingdom of heaven is near. Near, like near, like close by. He said that a long time ago. But it can be near because we act and function that way. You can add or subtract to that list. So we're gonna go into our time of communion. Here's the cool thing. We're trying not to get in your way with you and your relationship with God, and so when we have communion, it's a totally open table. If you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want you to participate in communion with us. Doesn't matter what denomination you are, whether you've signed a covenant or a membership or any of those things, you are welcome to the table. It would be a sin for me to get in the way of you coming to the table with God. So as we look at these implications, Be thinking about the church, right? So the church exists to support, to empower, and release people into the world to function as God intended them to. We're trying to discern the will of God. How did he intend for you to be released upon the world? Maybe it's a quiet way. Maybe it's a loud way. Maybe it's through, through serving. Maybe it's through giving. Maybe it's through all of these different opportunities. But how did he intend for you to shine in his world? Therefore, we must do the spiritual business on behalf of those who are in the world, putting God on display. The best sermon never, never seen. I think it was June 14th, 2014. We launched this campus. We were ready to go. It was going to be really cool. And Aaron was preaching from Pullman. And we were going to video stream it right through here, and then it didn't work. And all of you were sitting here like, hey, what are we watching? And we didn't know. Kadush Hashem. Hallow his name. You are the church. When you become a Christian, you don't get a T-shirt. You've heard this. You don't get a T-shirt. Well, you might get a T-shirt. That'd be cool. Uh, that's not what happened. You get God's name. And when you get God's name how you act, how you function, how you move out in the kingdom, you are representing God. So that's why we hallow his name. We do not take God's name in vain. What kind of name are we giving God out there, church? Are we known more because we talk and we write blogs and we say loud things and we scream it out? Yeah. Or or can people not even hear our words because of how our hearts are acting out in the kingdom so amazingly? Do we need a surf fest to get you organized and and put together to go out and serve, or do you see it on your own? Are you already doing your own surf fest? You don't need your church to give you a surf fest because you got it. Number two, we do not need to wait until heaven to start acting the way we ought to in our relationships. Compassion, grace, mercy, love, all of those things, the things we think heaven might be like, we can start doing that now. We don't have to wait. We shouldn't wait. Heaven will be less full if we do wait. Number three. People are drawn to healthy relationships. Sharing Christ with those who are far from Him will always be connected to how we treat other people. How we treat other people, church outside there, is how they view the church. Is real life's name? Is it great because of our great teaching? Is it great because we have amazing worship? Is it great because we pray with people? Is it great because of what we do with our money? You know why our name is great? Because of you. You hold that responsibility. You are the church, not Aaron Couch, not Josh Gray, not anybody else's name you want to put up there. And you're the church wherever you go. If you're visiting with us today, you're the the church you're at now. Take the church with you. It's not a building. It's not a building. It's right here. Be the church. I'm kind of waiting until we get all the communion passed out, so this is good. Be the church. 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 So on that night, he was uh, betrayed, he held up the bread. And he said that this was his body. Are we his body? We're going to be the body that Jesus wants us to be? He said, take it and eat. This is his body. And then he took the cup. And he's saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant. Let's be the covenant. Lord, thanks for this time. I hope your word came out clearly, Lord. I hope we have a great idea of what the church actually is, how it's supposed to function, what it looks like as we take that mountain. And we want to take that mountain because we want to show who you are. You are worth showing off. You are worth all of the things. Yes, I am a son. I am free indeed. We are sons and daughters of the Lord Most High. Help us share your love, your grace, your compassion in a mighty, mighty way. Help us to be the church. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Real Life. If you'd like more information on who we are, what's happening in our church, and how you can get involved, visit us on Facebook and Twitter and visit our website, liferotp.com.